step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Always a pleasure to have a chance to visit with Peter King. We check in with him two, three times a year. He's uh, he's about as well connected in the NFL as anybody I know. NBC Sports, uh, NFL Insider. He's got the Peter King podcast, which is Really a good listen. Uh, he he appears on Pro Football Night in uh, Pro Football Night in America, and uh, he joins us now. Peter, good morning. It's Dave Logan and Rick Lewis. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How about you guys? You know what? We're good. Uh, good. We're, we're living a dream. We're we're out of the zombie apocalypse year of 2020, or at least we hope so. And Hoping that 2021. I think, I think it's the zombie apocalypse year and a half, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It <laughs> All looks... I want to do, you know what? I, my goal in life is <laughs> to take a training camp trip this year, and you know what I do every time I take my training camp trip? I sort of match it up to when the Rockies are home, so I can sit in the upper deck behind home plate, yep. have a couple of beers, and look out and see the mountains. And then look down and see, uh, uh, you know, one of the most fun atmospheres at a ball game in America. So I'm, yeah. that's that would be that would be one of my hopes for 2021. Actually, man, I'm with you. I, I think it's just uh, you know we got so used to and maybe took for granted all the things that we like to do. And you just mentioned one of those. Just getting back to some of life's little pleasures that we all enjoy. We're all hoping that 2021 provides that. Uh, uh, for us, um, let 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 me start with. Um, and we want to talk to you about the Super Bowl and kind of what's going on in the NFL. But first and foremost, um, the Matthew Stafford thing. Uh, Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford and the Lions are going to part ways. Uh, a lot of people have suggested, and I, and I think this is probably true. The Broncos would would ha- be one of the teams that would find interest in Matt Stafford. As we sit here today uh, on the twenty seventh of January, what's your gut tell you in terms of? where Matt Stafford actually winds up in 2021? My gut feeling is Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is going to get a veteran quarterback in this offseason. They sit there with the 21st pick in the draft. Um, When I inquired with somebody who might have an idea about this, of course, it's way too early in the process. I mean – I, I think that teams are starting to call Detroit without any question. Uh, but think about this. They have a brand-new general manager, Brad Holmes, who's never made a trade. They have a brand-new head coach, uh, Dan Campbell. He's never made a trade. And they're um, running around trying to get their staff in place, both uh, you know personnel and coaching staff. So there's no way they know yet. But – you know, I think it's logical to think that someone, at the very least, is going to offer them a mid-first-round pick. You know, for for Stafford. Um, you know, he's going to be 33 years old this year. Obviously, he's a 12-year veteran, but he he wants to play into the future. You would think he's got about five years or so left. 
with the exception of Brady and Breeze, uh, the uh, you know most quarterbacks of recent vintage are playing until they're 38 to 40 years old very effectively. We just saw it with we just saw it with Philip Rivers. So you know I think it's logical to think that they could get a mid one or and the one thing that no one knows. I mean, what would happen if Dan Campbell watches tape and says. I really like Drew Locke. And, you know, let's get Locke in here, and then we'll take a lesser pick, you know, in addition to that. Hmm. Could that happen? I don't know. We'll see. But that, to me, would probably be the starting point if I were the Broncos and, and I got down the road with the with the Lions on a trade. Hey, Peter, it's Rick Lewis here. Uh, you sure got Broncos yeah, fans excited uh, with your, your, uh, your post last week about the possibilities of Matthew Stafford being available. So what are you hearing about Drew Locke? And, and, and take a look at some of the other quarterbacks that look like could be available. Some big names could yeah, be out it's there. It's going to be a bizarre year, Rick, because there's going to be more quarterbacks available both in the draft and veterans than any year in memory. Um, and, you know, every day, I mean, I wrote about this 48 hours ago, and – you know, in the intervening time, you know, you've got another one added onto the pile. I don't think anybody even a week ago thought that the Rams uh, would would make Jared Goff would put Jared Goff in play. But you, you know, how much more, how many more clues, how many more breadcrumbs do they have to throw on the trail hmm. to tell the other 31 teams in the league, hey, come and ask us about Jared Goff. You can have him. <laughs> you know. Hmm. But I think that is a very, very interesting scenario there because nobody thought that was going to happen. So if you look at it right now, you know, and let's just do a sentence on the on on every team that that might be looking. New England, obviously looking. Uh, the Jets, very likely looking. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, probably not looking because they hired Nick Sirianni to fix Carson Wentz, not to jettison Carson Wentz. The Bills, obviously not. The Pittsburgh Steelers, yes, they're going to be looking, uh, and it'll be interesting to see, especially after two of the three from the 2004 draft are gone, Eli and Phillip Rivers. Now what does Ben Roethlisberger do after he finished the season looking like he's 53 years old? Um, so I think they will be looking. Cincinnati, obviously, no. Detroit, yes. Uh, Green Bay, no. I mean, they're they're just not trading Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to give him his freedom. That's that's obvious. Chicago, looking. Minnesota, not looking. Seattle, not looking. Denver, window shopping to looking. That's the way I would look at their situation. I think John Elway really wanted to give uh, Drew Locke one more year um, to prove himself, and from a brief conversation. I had with George Payton, obviously the new GM. I sense that they like him, but it was a cautious we like him. So I will not be surprised if they uh, if they look hard at Stafford and or the other veterans on the block. I mean, we could go through all 32 teams. But sure. I think those are a few of the teams that I think are definitely going to be looking. There's one other interesting little 
dark horse in this situation, okay? I want you to think about Teddy Bridgewater. And not that I think absolutely that Bridgewater is going to be uh, is going to be on the block, but I do think the Carolina Panthers would. You know, Teddy Bridgewater had a C to C plus season, and I think that you know six months ago the Panthers thought that he would be a B to B plus quarterback, and I don't think I think they would definitely listen if somebody wanted to come and get Bridgewater. And I think that they will sniff around, um, uh, you know, the quarterbacks on the market. So I think Bridgewater is an interesting candidate because he's good. And last year's the first year he's had he's had the chance to to play in four years and or five years, and he he really didn't do that well. Interesting. We're talking to Peter King, uh, NBC Sports NFL Insider, Peter King podcast, and a number. of of other platforms. So let me stay in the quarterback position for one last moment. Uh, and Deshaun Watson uh, in Houston, that thing has, has, you know, it's, it's morphed into something that, that appears to be almost, uh, almost ugly with respect to the organization and how Watson feels about the organization. Is it your opinion that, uh, that the, the organization, depending on who they hire, and if in fact it would be Eric B let's say, but depending on who they hire, can persuade Deshaun Watson to basically change his mind, his mindset, and remain with the organization? Or is that deal in your mind done? I don't think the deal is done. Um, you know, whatever date today is, January 28th, whatever it is, I don't, I don't know. But seventh. Seventh. Um, you know, you've got a general manager who's been on the job less than three weeks in Nick Casario, and he has spent the vast majority of his time uh, interviewing coaches and trying to get uh, trying to get a line on who they're going to hire as a head coach. But make no mistake about it, um, the NFL draft is three months from this week, three months from tomorrow, actually. Mm-hmm. So Houston has an awful lot of time to let the mania settle down. And I believe that's what they're going to do. I think at some point, uh, Nick Casario and whoever is chosen as the head coach are going to try to have a conversation with Deshaun Watson and try to straighten things out. Now, um, in my opinion, the best thing that they could do uh, if they were to try to get Deshaun Watson back um, the best thing they could do is to hire Eric Bieniemy uh, as as the head coach, and to hire Josh McCown either as the quarterback coach or offensive coordinator. He's already got an offensive coordinator he likes, so I could see them uh, keeping the incumbent uh, and then uh, uh, having Bieniemy come in. And he grew close with McCown in McCown's I don't know six weeks with the team, month with the team. So my gut feeling is that would give them the best shot. But only Deshaun Watson knows right now if it's if it's salvageable. I'm sure that, you know, time is on the side of the Houston Texans, and I think that's the way they're going to look at this. We're talking to Peter King, and thanks for coming on. It's great to have your insight on the National Football League and uh, the big game coming up here. A uh, week from Sunday, 
Uh, you have any thoughts yet on this game? Uh, two great quarterback matchups, obviously. Both uh, both quarterbacks closed the season well. Mahomes looked amazing the other night. Yeah, I mean the you know Mahomes just uh, totally has, uh, has has kind of thrown out the the narrative of. I mean, if you look at it, since they beat the Jets November first, they had not had a they they had not had a route in any game they played, and. Uh, other than a meaningless game against the Chargers where the Chargers actually routed them in week 17. But I think that this is a team that, although it's very hard in football uh, to turn it on when the lights are the brightest, um, they did it in the last eight minutes of the Super Bowl last year, uh, you know, where Mahomes was great. They, uh, they certainly did it uh, against the Bills. Um, they did it against the Browns until uh, Watson uh, or until uh, Mahomes was injured in that game. But, you know, I, I think this is, this is probably, if you look at it, it logically, it's probably the last time that Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes will ever play a football game against each other. So that's historic enough because I would think that both of these guys would end up uh, while when we're all in our rocking chairs and just watching football instead of reporting on it, uh, as two of the best 10 quarterbacks in NFL history. So it's kind of sad that this is it, but it's also cool that it's on such a huge stage. And they've split two games. As I wrote in my column this week, my Football Morning in America column this week, you know, the combined score in those games are Mahomes 121, Brady 120. <laughs> So uh, they've played, they've played some pretty, some pretty close ball games. I, the the one thing that I think has gotten zero attention that I'm very very interested to see, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been frustrated as a quarterback. I think a couple of times this year. One was when they uh, the Packers had a ten nothing lead in Tampa and then gave up 38 points in a row, starting with a pick six thrown by Rodgers. And <clears throat> and then even though Rodgers had pretty good numbers on Sunday, he was frustrated a lot during that game, particularly so on the very controversial last drive where he went incomplete, 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 and then Matt LaFleur chose to kick a field goal. And so I, I think the one guy in this game who I'm fascinated by uh, is Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator of the uh, of the Buccaneers, because he has put together two really good game plans um, against Aaron Rodgers, who I feel pretty sure is going to be the MVP. And and think about this. Think about this. He played uh, Sunday's game, you know, uh, in Lambeau with two backup safeties who had played a total of about 200 snaps during the regular season. And those were the guys who confounded Rodgers on that last drive at the end. And so I kind of look at this and I say, this is, I'm fascinated to see what Todd Bowles and this Tampa defense uh, throw up uh, against such a great, great player in Patrick Mahomes. I I think to echo sort of what you said there. I, I think along those same lines with uh, with 
Eric Fisher tearing his Achilles tendon yeah, uh, in this last yeah, game. Now yeah. you've you've got two backup tackles going yeah. against JPP and, and Shaq Barrett, and and both of those guys I thought really put Aaron Rodgers in a, in difficult positions yeah. a lot Sunday. Well, what's you know that is absolutely right. So no Eric Fisher, Eric Fisher, no Mitchell Schwartz, um, and it looks like. Uh, Denver's old friend Mike Remmers, who uh, had an infamous uh, star turn in the Super Bowl when when Von Miller uh, was able to take advantage of him that day. Yep. Um, you've got you've got Mike Remmers, and you hey listen, don't forget Indomitian Sue, who on the second on second down uh, when they had first and goal from the eight at the end of that game. And Aaron Rodgers is going back. It looked like he had uh, he, he was going to be able to hit at the back of the end zone, Devontae Adams. But on that play, just as he was rearing back to throw, he got contacted by uh, by Indomitian Sue. And maybe this was the reason, maybe it wasn't, but his throw sailed uncharacteristically high. And so don't forget that, you know, they've also got a real force in the middle of that line in Indomitian Sioux. So, look, you know, those guys, Shaq Barrett, JPP, it's interesting that both of those guys have Super Bowl rings. You know, Jason Pierre-Paul won it with the Giants in 11 when, coincidentally, you know, he beat Tom Brady. They beat Brady. uh, And then, obviously, Shaq Barrett wins it with Denver when they beat Cam Newton and the Panthers. So both of these guys have excelled on this stage before. And, you know, combining for five sacks of Aaron Rodgers the other day when Rodgers was sacked 20 times all season before that, it, it, you know, I I think, I think they're going to be a handful for Mahomes. I think it's going to be a great game. Peter, always a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks for carving out a few minutes. Uh, Continue success, and we'll look forward to visiting with you sometime soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Appreciate you. That's Peter King. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.